Welcome to the Women in Veil podcast. I'm your host, Erica Etienne. On this show, I have real conversations with women who remove their masks and share uncut and unfiltered stories of faith, redemption, sacrifice, and more. No subject or story is off limits. The Lord can use everything you've gone through for your good and His glory. Each week, you'll learn about God's faithfulness, the truth of His power, and how He is present in every trial, just as He promises. Let's get into this next story. All right, so we are back today. We're talking about what to do when you're not seeing the fruit of your faith. I think that we have improperly categorized fruit and what fruit is in our life. And once we understand that, we can have a better understanding of what we should do. We often equate fruit to things, tangible things that could be a relationship, that can be money, that could be a house, it could be anything. And we think those objects are the fruit of our faith. Hopefully you walk away with just a more clear understanding so that when you're not seeing the fruit of your faith, you can keep pushing and moving forward. My own life is a prime example. I went to church on Sundays. I went to Bible study during the week. I prayed. I worshiped. I read my Bible. I paid my tithes. I paid my offering. I served. I thought I was doing good deeds, but my life at home was a hot mess. It wasn't until I clearly understood the sanctification process that my relationship with the Father began to grow and I learned how to walk in those seasons. Even when I felt that I should have less obstacles, when my life wasn't producing the fruit that I thought I deserved, I had to learn that it was all for a cause. So what's the first thing? You need to understand, first of all, what fruit is and what faith is. So faith, as we know, in Hebrews 11, 1 says, now faith is the assurance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. And then from verse four on, we see what faith produces. And this is a piece that I feel is extremely important because we like to stop at the first verse, but then we don't read the rest in context. And so when you continue on reading, you see examples from many pillars, many people in the word who exercise their faith through acts of obedience and faithfulness. So we see Abel, we see Enoch, we see Noah, we see Abraham, Isaac, Jacob, and Sarah, all of them who died in faith have not received what they were promised on earth, but they believed with a heavenly perspective. If you go on down to verse 13. So the whole point of that is for us to see like Abraham, his descendants were going to be as numerous as the stars, but you and I have never met Abraham face to face. He believed in his, in the power of his faithfulness that God would fulfill what he said. And so he sees that revelation from heaven, but he did not see it here on earth. However, he remained faithful and saying Sarah had the baby, right? Noah built the ark, the flood came, but it also never, ever have seen this earth flooded again and so on. Uh, His family was spared just like God promised. And that is what we see as examples of having faith and having assurance in what is hoped for, even though we haven't seen it yet. Now, fruit, as it's mentioned in Galatians 5.22 in the Greek, comes from the word karpos, which is fruit of the vine. And we know the vine to be Jesus, right? And so what does that mean for us? 
something should be produced in us when we are connected to the vine. And what's produced in us isn't about a house or money or um, something you can go grab off a shelf. It's not about that. It's about what's happening on the inside of us. So our faith is then produced out of being connected to the vine. That is one of the fruits of the spirit, right? Our obedience and dedication to God it should be produced. A Christ-likeness should come out of us by being connected to the vine. So now fruit, though, should not be confused, be confused with promises. And I believe that's where a lot of us get hung up is we equate fruit, right, to a promise of God. And it's really just the promises are the promises and the is what's in you and what's produced out of you in your character. And so when you are faithful, faith, a buildup of faith is produced out of your connection to the vine and out of your obedience to Christ. So everything God promises in his word, he's going to do it. He doesn't have a choice. He does not go against his word. His word does not return to him void. His word, he cannot go against it. And so if he is sovereign, truly sovereign, anything he has promised in his word shall come to pass. So the second thing is that you have to remember there are misconceptions about faith and fruit. So fruit is not giving you what you want after a faithful dedication of your time or your service. You can't work your way into a promise and you cannot work your way into a blessing. God is the giver and the source of all things. And so our pursuit always has to be after God and not just what's in his hand. And so the trouble with some teaching is that it leads you to believe that if you have just enough faith, if you, if you believe, we misuse that scripture saying you just need the faith the size of a mustard seed and you're going to get everything that you ever wanted, everything that you speak out of your mouth, whether it is in or outside of the will of God. And that just because you have faith, that the answers to your prayers are going to match the desires that you want and not the desires that necessarily align to the will of God or to his word, but just what you want and desire for yourself, even if it's outside of his will. And so that kind of teaching leaves people empty. Oftentimes they start believing that they're going to get, Hey, if I say I want a red Ferrari, I'm going to get it tomorrow. If I believe hard enough, not that you got to work for it, not that you have to labor for it, save for it. You have good steward of your money. Just simply, if you ask God, he's like a genie. He's going to, you rub your lamp and you're going to get what you want. Doesn't quite work like that. So God is not a genie, right? Faith is not a favor that you do for God. Faith is not something you give to God and then he just starts giving you whatever you want. Faith is the fruit that is produced in you through the power of the Holy Spirit as you live your life for Christ. So if you are not seeing a life that reflects faith, then you also have to check what's going on in your spirit. So what do you do when you don't see the fruit of your faithfulness? Now, personally, if I'm not seeing fruit, I pray more. I spend more time in God's presence. I read my word more. And I'm like, this this is not adding up to what I believe you have in store for me, God. I have that kind of honest conversation with him to try to gain some understanding about what's going on in my circumstances. I even asked a few of my friends, like, what do you do? When you feel like you're not seeing the fruit of your faith, like you're not seeing things come to pass that you believe should. 
And they all pretty much said the same thing. They have to get quiet. They question, they do question themselves. They question and ask God, you know, what's going on? What am I missing? What is it that you want me to learn in this season? And I believe you have to do that. But then first, my recommendation is that you separate your desires, your personal desires from the fruit that should be producing you according to the word of God. And if you're not seeing love and joy and peace and kindness and patience, uh, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control, then you should be asking God to produce more of his fruit in you because all of those things are necessary in the process of waiting for your desires to be met. And then following that, bring your concern and your care to the Father. He cares about you. He cares about what you care about. So if you think that there's something that you should be seeing, something that you desire, talk to him about it. He is uh, your friend and he wants to listen to you and he's going to answer you and respond um, to you. If you read First Peter 5 and 7, we know to be honest, the Lord, he is available and he wants to hear from you. And you can ask questions. I mentioned that I do it. I know a lot of us grew up here and, you know, don't question God, don't ask God anything, but God wants a relationship. And in a relationship, you ask questions when you need understanding. So he may be trying to teach you something. He may be trying to prepare you for something. So ask those questions so you don't miss the purpose of the journey that you're on. And you can learn while you wait. Ask if this is his will, even the thing that you're desiring from him. Is this what he wants for, for you? Is, is this aligning to his will for your life? And search the word. Everything you need to know is in the word of God. Search the word of God. What does it say about the thing that you're believing for? What does it say about the thing that you're asking God about? When, where that faith isn't producing what it is that you're hoping for? Ask, what does the word of God say about it? I promise that you can find the answer and you will find the truth. In the word, the word of God is the final and absolute authority. So read it and see what it says and then submit to his will and walk in obedience. That's, that's kind of tough for us sometimes, especially when we want what we want, when we want it. And when we don't get it, sometimes it's hard to submit to, to the will of God. I will say, even for me, I had my three girls and I wanted one more kid in hopes for a boy. And I prayed and I believe I was faithful and dedicated to the Lord in my walk, not just in what I was saying and laboring on that for years and believe like, okay, fine. At this point in time, when we want another child, we're going to have a son. And in fact, we had one more daughter. What he produced in me in that season was trust, to trust him more that he knows what's best for me. I may think that I was supposed to mother a son, but he sees something greater and bigger from a heavenly perspective. And it doesn't mean that my desires don't matter to him. I just have to submit to his will and to his authority and knowing that he knows what's good for me. It's a blessing. It's beautiful. And I couldn't imagine it any other way. Our relationship with God is not performance-based. He isn't waiting on a good and perfect you to bless you. It isn't about what you can do for him. He isn't measuring how much love or how much time or how much reading you do in order to bless you, in order for your faith to produce anything. 
He is sovereign. He does it all by himself. He does not actually need our help. And so if you take a look at Luke eleven thirteen, it says, if you then who are evil know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more will the heavenly father give the Holy Spirit to those who ask him? And I like to read that whole verse because it's not about just what he can give, but he gives you the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit will lead you into all truth, into everything you need to know. He's a great counselor, great friend. And so the best thing that you will have on the inside of you is the Holy Spirit. So in those times where you're not sure what to do, when your faith isn't producing what you think it should, you have the gift of the Holy Spirit to help answer every question that you have. And when you're not seeing your life reflect what God's promised, what God has promised you, remind yourself what fruit and faith mean. And we talked about that early in the episode and dispel those misconceptions about fruit and faith and then get to his feet. That's the safest place to go. That's the best solution for all of us. And it may be impractical. It may be uncomfortable, but. There in those moments are where God does some of his best teaching, his best loving is where you are just planted at his feet, waiting to hear from him and reaching for direction, seeking direction from him. And he will teach you and he will guide you and he will instruct you in the season and tell you what adjustments you need to make, show you revelation uh, for the things that you're asking for and He'll point you to what it is that you need to see. And sometimes we just need heavenly insight so that we can change our perspective from an earthly perspective to a heavenly one, which is soul satisfying. And so that's my encouragement for you guys today. And hopefully you will be comfortable when it's uncomfortable. And when you're not seeing the fruit of your faith, you won't doubt and chastise yourself. You'll believe that God is doing a wondrous work in you and you'll stay the course.